I close my eyes and I see every one of those images in the little <laughs> slideshow. Yeah, one after the other. Yeah, it's like, and, but it's always set to weird, like, have you watched the Bob Ross? And he's like, and I love when you send, oh, you guys send in your paintings. And, and here's a selection of some of them. And it's just like, do, 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 do. And then there's all these lovely paintings just going past and pictures of mountains. But it's just so, so much decapitation. There's something how weird a decapitated head doesn't look like a person anymore. Yeah, it's just, it's just a like thing. just a block of meat with sunglasses on. Sometimes it just looks like a wax cut, like a wax head. Oh, it didn't. None of it looked real. Though, no, I was like, <laughs> was... I'd seen all the the Emily Short, the Black Dahlia case. Stuff. Yeah, I'd seen most of those images, but they were so high res. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it was like crime scene photos. Well, they probably should be that high res. They've yeah. been they've been used to investigate things. <laughs> But it, they were so detailed. I was like, "There's no need." <laughs> no <laughs> need for like what, what more information are you gaining from that detail? <laughs> like, yep, she was cut into a smiley face. I'm like, I can see that from a blurred image. Thank you. Oh, oh. But if you zoom in, God, they were just so detailed. Oh, there was just so much, so, so much. Just like ah, oh, just pull. Just whip. It's so much headless people. Yeah, why? Ah, oh, nothing could be. Was it in? Did we find the search? No, it was just them cutting off that guy's head. Was in the yeah, it was in the, the original one. And then the one which you searched. If you want to like, don't search it. <laughs> yeah, do not search this. Do, do you know? Can you remember yeah, the name? It's like I've got it. It's like Robert Bowitsky. Yeah, something. Robert Bowitsky. It's no, because it's not. It always because keep trying to autocorrect it for Berkowitz. It's like Borakowitz, Burak. Yeah, I don't think I every time I kept a note it. on it I was like nah I'm, yeah, like, I don't need to oh you just deleted straight away <laughs> I was, I was like, like nope, nope. that's gone forever don't ever want to see that again <laughs> it was so easy oh, the images were just so that like again, I don't even know if I want to give the name because how quickly you can click on the images and then we looked it up and everyone's like oh it's fake it's fake there's no news articles but then obviously through the magical people of Reddit at our Unsolved Mysteries they were yeah they found a, a news article from like the Detroit this literally it was just a page from the original press and it was like man man convicted in murder mutilation case like from 1984 to yeah 82 July okay, October? the date wasn't the thing I was yeah, thinking yeah there was no dates were focused on us oh. Robert Beckowitz Beckowitz that's the one yeah so if you just search that and then there's one like it's like devilish seven yeah you, you, you'll be surprised because I, I certainly had never seen a decapitated man's head with hold, with a decapitated man's hand holding a decapitated man's penis with the penis inserted in the man's mouth. We might cover that at some point. Like, because uh, they were a couple. We could do like a couples that kill. Sort couples of that kills. Yeah, that is uh, it's fun. Before we start, I think we need to talk about that documentary. The abduct was it abducted in plain yeah, in plain, in plain sight. sight. I I have. <laughs> No words. We were. I was literally walking around the room with my hands on my head, just screaming, "What is happening?" Throughout ninety percent. There are so of many the parental issues with that documentary. It's just. I just can't understand. how it's like, oh well, I tossed off a man. Best never protect my daughter again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Could get him arrested for this. But but I don't want this all to come out. So. It's, Let's forget about the whole thing. It's the scene when he's retailing that part. And he was like, he's like oh, I just need some relief. And like, and he looks at me and I said, Will. <laughs> and then I betrayed my wife. 
I just can't understand how it's just. He was a weird-looking guy as well. Yeah, he wasn't like he looked like literally a, a stereo, like someone like was it central casting got a uh, paedophile type mid seventies. Yeah. <laughs> <It was, laughs> he was he was fucked up, and his brother was fucked up. Yeah, his was just, brother was. He was just like, like yeah, my yeah. brother was a paedophile. I knew he was a paedophile. Just not gonna he do it. He's fine, and then when he's like, well, I've never seen him happier. I don't understand why it was with those little girls. <laughs> didn't do anything about it, though. You were like, well, who am I to judge? I'm just a simple... I'm just a simple Because <laughs> if you're not judging the pedophiles... Oh, oh God, and the mum, the mum who still seemed wistful of it. Yeah, she didn't have, she didn't seem to have any remorse in that documentary. Yeah. She was just like, uh, yeah. She might have, again, I know you can't I say. Sl- I slept with him as well. And she was like, oh, and I loved him. And then after, he'd kidnapped my daughter twice... I believe yeah, she started twice. sleeping with him. Yeah. Uh, who absolutely knows why? Uh, I, I'm, I'm lost for words. And also, another thing that's brought me, like, for a lot of words is the news that Efron, Ted Bundy, what is it, fiercely mad and crazy horny? Shockingly twisted. Shocking twisted and let's distort all the facts and make sure we don't remember what he actually did. Because it's just, is this but thing just that, keep his sex appeal. Just keep the sex appeal and just keep it outrageous. He was like, oh, he moved like a shadow in the night. <laughs> he was brutally, brutally raping and killing women. And then like de- digging up their corpses and then fucking them again. And then putting the corpses back and then digging them back up again. <laughs> just no, it needs to stop. I feel like this is how we start with Holocaust denying. We yeah. rewrite the storyline a bit, rewrite the whole thing. and then we just give some time away. And I was like, "Oh no, remember that cool figure?" And he's, he just seems like almost like the highwayman. <laughs> They've tried to make him out kind of like sexy and dashing. Just like, oh, let's just skirt over how all these women died. And then I think he might have. Uh, did he eat some of the flesh? Possibly. He surely must have. After all, probably. I mean, if he's done what he's done. Uh, he's, uh, when when do you get bored? When, surely at one stage you got to keep trying it up, spice up your life. You know, <laughs> no one likes repetition. <sighs> Today, finally, <laughs> should we, we intro in? Yeah. Today we are discussing cannibals and all things cannibalistic based and what we're calling this episode, what, what, what are we going with? Are we going with They Drive Me Crazy yeah. 2? Yeah. The, 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 the bad, the bad and the hungry? Uh, so, I don't know if we want to start off basically talking about cannibals. We've, I think we've had a lot of in-depth conversations about cannibals. Yeah. I can remember when we were, obviously I was living at yours. And we terrified your then housemate of saying how we would eat him if we were stranded <laughs> on a desert island. That's just a standard thing. Like, but I guess if, if you remember our plan, <laughs> we said we'd kill him on the boat before we got on the land. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> to make sure we could preserve him. Salt water. So yeah, salt water. You've got. It's got to be done. We don't know when we're saved. <laughs> it could be a day later. Yeah, I, I mean, it could be a day later, and I wouldn't feel any single morsel of regret. No, I mean I was thinking ahead. Yeah. We've had many conversations about how you and Ashley have said that you'll eat a bit of me <laughs> if I was to get it cut off and cooked. Well, yeah, and that's not illegal, so I mean... <laughs> I feel like finding the doctor, or I don't know if we need a doctor, but <laughs> I don't know so, do. some basic medical research, or someone we know must be a nurse, just get to chop a little bit of leg just off. Slice it off. Carve it off. Like, um, Carve it off. I'm the perfect person to eat. 
I've got no meat in me. Yeah. You, wanna, you will never want to eat meat that eats meat. But then would you eat it as a vegan? Oh, yeah, I would eat the shit out of a human. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been, there's nothing I wouldn't not eat human-wise. I don't know if I'd eat, like, the, obviously the dick parks, but I don't, when you see the things like food challenges and stuff. Yeah, like I, don't, I don't think I'd... I, I wouldn't eat it. doesn't look that appetizing. It's just cartilage. It's just got <laughs> to be so chewy. But then you got, like, Chikatilo, who was, like, used to cut out and, like, women's uteruses and, like, chew on those, like, chewing gum. Oh. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> just some, just some facts. <laughs> um, about people who we won't be discussing today. Yeah, we, we won't be we discussing. Won't be touching talking. on those people. At all. <sighs> so, what do we want to do first? Do you want to break down just some, like, famous? Or I've gone with. I think I've, we've gone for a four. There's so many ones out there. There's obviously Albert yeah. Fish. Which we we do want to like delve into, but that's a far more that's like an in depth one research one cool thing, just thing, thing about him. So I've gone, I've looked around some of the fringes, and I found some uh, some strange and wonderful ones. And I searched. We kick it off with Leonardo. <laughs> nice little depth of oh, so oh now we're kicking off with you can ditch one. So uh, Leonardo was born. In 1893, in Montella, Italy, and uh, she had the worst life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was. Uh, <laughs> she was a very, very depressed child, and uh, she tried to commit suicide two times whilst growing up. And then, uh, when she, when she got uh, ma- married, she had 17 kids, and then 13 no. of them either. They four of them. Well, I think three died during, during miscarriage, miscarriage and, and then the rest, the years. other ten, died before the age of ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when uh, she, she was like very devastated to find out that her oldest son Giovanni was gonna go uh, away to join the Italian military, so she thought the only logical thing to do was start killing human sacrifices. Yes. Well, to appease human the, sacrifices appease, appease gods. We yeah. know that. It's, well, of it's fact. It's fact. We have it written down. Yeah, Aztecs are doing it. Like This goes back to a good point where a lot of those stories by the Spanish are made up. <laughs> and the same, the English did a terrible thing as well because during the time of we were going out and finding everything, Victor- Queen Victoria was like, you can't be taking slaves and stuff. That's apparent. We are humans and we all live under God's creation, blah, 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 blah. And then goes, oh, unless they're cannibals. <laughs> cannibals are subhuman. <laughs> Do what you like to cannibals. So all these explorers started going out everywhere, and every time they would find a tribe, they'd be like, "Yep, these people all cannibals." All cannibals. Every, all of them, last every one of them. single last one of the buckers are cannibals. In fact, we're the only people that aren't eating humans. On but this they planet. were. That's the thing. <laughs> all the people in like all the uh, aristocracy. What's the aristocracy? Yeah. Yeah. All the aristocrats and stuff. There was this thing where we were entombing all these mummies. And grinding up the mummies, and they were just eating the mummies as like oh. as helpers. So the fact of the matter is, we were going. They were going out there, <laughs> finding all these people, immediately labeling them cannibals, whilst they were eating ground up people as medicine. So entirely fucked up. But again, human sacrifices. So she's thinking about. It, she's like, yeah, I'm on this. So what she does is, and it's the horror. It's the horrible way she does it. She lures her victims were all like. Sad, lonely, middle-aged women, unfortunately, is how yeah. they describe it. So she lured, the first one, she lured over, she, she was um, this woman she knew, she didn't have a husband, she was like widowed, I believe. She's like, oh, I find you, this man, 
and then she would like write fake letters and send them to each other and stuff. So she'd pretend this was happening. She's like, right, you're gonna go and meet him. I'm gonna go and with you. Come round tonight. We'll go for one more drink, and then we'll go on our way to go. And you can go live your new life. So she yeah, she passed her some sedative wine with sedative in. She drank the wine and then bang, killed her with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the forties version of catfishing. Yeah. Oh, it's that, but so much more extreme. She's not just like a, a six hundred kilo woman, but that's actually a guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like I was here to meet the big chick, and you're a huge dude. So then, what would you do? Well, you've got the sacrifices. You need to have that power, and as we all know, power comes from the consumption of flesh. Yeah. So she took all the body parts, drained all the blood, and made tea cakes out of bits of blood and flesh. <laughs> Because who doesn't know? And when they say tea cakes, I'm really not imagining like an English tea cake, like a, a chocolate covered marshmallow <laughs> yeah. with a biscuit. I think it's very much more of a bread based. You could cake. use the intestine as the marshmallow section. Oh. <laughs> so takes those, and then she's like, well, I've got all this fat and other sinewy tissue. So she pours a shitload of caustic soda over it, grabs a bottle of cologne, pours it over, soap for all. And then she goes around her neighbours. Dishing out soap. And Literally tea cakes. the best homemade Christmas present idea you can ever think of. Well, the Nazis not a priest. So. Yeah, <laughs> like, but they didn't believe in Christmas though, so they didn't. <laughs> so, what happens is, first victim, because you know what you need. Her son's gone off to war. You need an eye for an eye. So, you've one person? What? One well, murder, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, she's done. She's one and done. So then she decides to do it again. <laughs> She's like, this is not enough blood. I have not appeased the gods enough. My son was bigger than this woman. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So then she takes her in. I'm like, I think it's this one was, she was, a, there was a job offer somewhere else that you can go get a job. Same thing. Get, gets her, kills her, makes her into cakes and soap. But she's also stealing the money from them. And then by the time the third, third one comes around, she's like, ah. Oh, I mean, she was going to, like, eat all the... She was going to do the same thing again. She gets the woman, she kills it. And then afterwards, sorry, yeah, after... So she kills the third victim, but she's getting sloppy. She's leaving the clothes around. Well, you do. You get you get cocky, you get confident. Well, yeah, you've killed three people in human <laughs> sacrifice. Like, you're a god. You're like you're connected with the whole universe at this stage because you're, you're making what's wrong, wrong in your eyes. And she's also being referred to at this time as the soap maker of Corregio. Because <laughs> she's going... Because not only is she, like, brutally killing these women with an axes, then boiling up all their bones to make soap with caustic soda and cologne. She's then walking around the village. Well, can I only imagine is like, with an elderly scowl on, but smiling, but dead yeah. eyes. Dead, oh, is she happier than ever? Because she's... Uh, she, but she's, she's happy. She's, she's walking around. Do you know what, actually? There's, she's walking around like a, you know, that don't tell me not to fly, I've simply got to. That, she's singing Don't Slayer Crap, Rain on My Parade. Throwing soap like a 50s newsie, like it's a paper. Just skipping through the town, dancing like a Gene Kelly movie. <laughs> and then just going home and just like, oh, scraping out the chum bucket of just, oh. Oh, just human. Oh, skip that bit of bone out. But then... Neighbours get suspicious because there's just shit going on. There's probably screams. Like, yeah, they're right. not. They're all sedated. There's probably yeah, no there's nothing. Any screams. Yeah. So then the neighbours are like, well, I don't know. She's always just cackling them from boiling soap. <laughs> Everything always smells like sweet pig. Or oh, long, God. was it? They call it long pig for human flesh. So then police come. As soon as police get there, she immediately confesses. 
like an ounce in straight away. She's like, "Yep, I did it. This is what I did." Then told her about told her she said about the probably cake. quite proud of the whole thing. Like, yes, yeah. well, I'm, she, I'm like, assuming her son's still alive. Memoir, she wrote a memoir after like she died, which is fucked up as well. But uh, yeah, she was sentenced to thirty years in prison and three years in a mental institution. Just three. Oh, sorry, in a criminal asylum. Not oh, yeah, what... But still, just three years? Yeah, but she's also got the 30 years, so I don't understand whether she got given... Do you do the three years first, then do the 30, or do you do the uh, 30, so and then if you're still alive, you That's do what I can't, can't quite understand which way she did it, but... Uh... Or is it 30 and you serve three of them there? I, it would make sense. Oh, that does make sense. 30 years. And no, it was 30 years and three years, not three of which would be in an institute. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. So, so she, what I'm saying probably happened is she did her 30 years, much like that was her step back into the world. So after 30 years of <laughs> imprisonment and getting fully institutionalised, then she was like, you know what, all you need now, sure, you, you've been, you've had mental issues your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> we know you keep trying to kill yourself and stuff like that, but don't worry. And you've killed all these people and you've just done 30 years of hell. How about now? We <laughs> give you three quick years and you're out. On you? <laughs> <laughs> three quick years. But no, she died of a, a cerebral hemorrhage in uh, the in the institute in the asylum. Ah. Nope. Sorry, she, a cerebral apoplexy. Which again, the hemorrhage sounds much better. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just assume it means the same? Why don't we just assume that we're doctors? Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV, and um, that's the exact same thing as a hemorrhage. And but then there was like bits, including the bowl that she used to boil the people in, were like displayed in the in the Milan crime. Oh no, the the uh, the Rome Crime Museum or Museum of Criminology, as it's actually called. I have to go there. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that is on my list of places I want to go. But just go look. I want to look at the pot. <laughs> well, just everything in there. It's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure there is everything. Do you know what? We're going down to... I'm so fucking pissed. We're going down to Cornwall in March. And we were like, oh, there's a witchcraft museum next to the castle. Oh. And Cornwall's massive for the occult and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, we are all over that. It's not open until, like, July. Yeah. It's like, the fuck? There was one in Paris. Witchcraft doesn't stop. <laughs> it's 24-7. <laughs> it's 65 yeah. days a year. There's no stopping the occult. Like, the occult doesn't take Sundays. Like, it's literally one day that works all the week. Yeah, there was one in Paris and we couldn't go. I was like, what the hell? Oh, fucking tourists. It's so yeah, weird. It was I'm like, Great. Yeah, I don't know why I'm so surprised by that. For my whole childhood, <laughs> half the things were closed at all times <laughs> of the year. Especially <laughs> Mallorca. You used to get things that were closed during summer, like some businesses, and then they'd be like, what kind of what kind of life is this? <laughs> How am I meant to know what I'm doing? Are we going to go with our, our, the, our big boy? Well, <laughs> the, the saddest P- cannibal. Peter, the saddest <laughs> cannibal, Brian. And to get this, you have to Google him. Uh, he... We will, there will be on our Instagram, a hundred and nine, because I don't even think we introduced the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think we did. I think we just I'm Jamie Harris. That's uh, Jack Blank. <laughs> and if you go to our Instagram, a hundred and nine Ocean Avenue, it's just that. Yeah. Instagram? Do you, how does Instagram work? Do you say? Uh, I don't know. Do you search it? At, uh, yeah, search it. Yeah, just search that. We will. Uh, we'll put photos to all the like cases and stuff. But his mugshot. <laughs> <it's>, 
And if you take it out of context what he did and just look at his mugshot and the advice that his psychiatrist said, which like, I, d- I don't um, really understand. He just seems like a, a sad, lonely man with no friends, was the quote from his psychiatrist. So the case of uh, Peter Bryan is one of just, it's neglect and failing, really. But um, Peter was born in London on the 4th of October, 1969, the youngest of seven kids to... Now, I've written down Barbadian, but I don't know, it might be Barbituan. Yeah. His parents were from Barbados. <laughs> He's the youngest of seven. He's he is of definitely seven. getting neglected. Yeah. He's that, got that that is, that no, but then you've got all the other kids looking after you. Because at that stage, seven kids. I'm, I'm imagining one year, one year, one year, or nine months. Yeah, nine just nine. One year between all of them. Yeah. Or some might be twins. But at some stage down the ring, you, you let them look after. Like the same like, like my parents, Harley, and there was only four of us, but there was a lot of like, oh, well, you can just watch. Twelve years old, you'll be fine for a while. (laughs) (laughs) But exactly, so there's seven, and I'm imagining not the best thing. But yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of kids. But also, his um, he was uh, schizophrenic. So 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 was I couldn't think of the word. I was gonna say psychiatric schizophrenic, paranoid schizophrenic. It was paranoid schizophrenic. But in uh, and all was going relatively fine with him. What I can, what I've found anyway, up until 1987, when uh, he was living in the Flying Angel Custom House. I know I've written here. I absolutely no idea. <laughs> it definitely sounds like a biker gang. I don't know if it's a headquarters. I don't know if it's like an apartment building. I could one Google would have probably searched. So <laughs> yeah, but, it's... but I didn't. I don't know if it's like an apartment complex or because he had the paranoid schizophrenia. Whether it's like an assisted living thing. Yeah. It could be, again, haven't looked it up, didn't, I, didn't, I don't know. But uh, that's in uh, East London, and he tried to throw, an, and it said resident. So that's why it makes me think maybe it might My, be sort of a like, mental health, but it's just a living conflict. sort of facility. But he tried to throw um, uh, one out of the sixth floor window entirely unprovoked, and it led to a, a fight breaking out, and it, um, Brian received a really deep gash in his, in his head. So when the police arrived and they talked to both, the resident who we tried to throw out the window, and Brian, who was bleeding profusely, they decided, eh, we don't need to do anything about this. We, we'll just ignore this problem. Yeah, we'll go away. Well, sure, someone tried to kill someone by throwing out the window, and then luckily the guy managed to fight back. But hey, this is a case of, we don't want to be dealing with this. <laughs> this is out of our league. Yeah, so uh, then, after that, he was sent to... Uh, Rompton Secure Hospital after admitting to killing Nisha Shetz with a hammer, which is obviously quite sad. Yeah. And then, um, but you know what? All things seem to be improving. He was uh, he did seven years in this hospital, and uh, there was massive signs of improvement in his mental state and behaviour. And his uh, psychiatrist, who again had mentioned, complete fucked up, fucked this case. Thought <laughs> it was like you know what? He should be moved to a less secure unit and his social worker agreed and they tried to get him out and then they got him into uh uh what is it uh the the john harvard medical center and then after a six month trial leave he agreed um with the sorry with after a six month trial leave project agreed by the home office he was released to the care of the social worker in this like hostel yeah and he had keys to the hostel and he could come and go. It's on the up and up for this guy. It's at on this the point. Up. And what I want to quickly now mention, I don't often do this as a reveal. 
the social worker, this was his first time ever working with uh, paranoid schizophrenic. Not only that, with anyone with any mental health issues. <laughs> and the psychiatrist was his first time working with anyone who had committed a murder. Oh, so it was it's... the case, it was the bad news bears <laughs> of, of mental health professionals. And they were like, yeah, we've got this. We can do it, we're fresh, we've we're, got we're, this. We're the, the bloody mighty ducks, we're full, full of enthusiasm and spunk. We're like, yeah, we're, we're ready to go. So then, after his his time in the hostel in two thousand and three, like let's move you to let's literally start getting you in the process yeah, of yeah. getting you gone. Then he allegedly attacked a sixteen year old girl, no and uh, he got immediately transferred to the Newham General Hospital. <laughs> well, so uh, and then after his time there in the hostel, because look, he's made some mistakes. He's uh, he's tried to throw one person out a window. He's he's killed one woman with a hammer. And he's, and he's assaulted a girl. He's been continuously watched every time he's done all this. Yeah. So, <laughs> the fact they keep letting it happen is now on them, really. And keep letting him out. They just keep letting him out. No, no matter what he does. Go free. They're like, just go. Just, just, let's just leave. And it's because he looks so sad. And they're like, oh, oh he's, he's fine. Yeah, he's, he's fine. You don't realise what, obviously, a master manipulator he actually is. Because he just keeps getting let out. So then... That's it. He's done his time. And they're like, you know what? You're discharged. You're free to go. And he's like, this is fantastic. This is the best day of my life. So uh, then he was like, why don't I go see my friend Brian Cherry? Take a dumb knock. doesn't mention how he gets there. I imagine he, he, he walked there going... Ah! <laughs> right the on the entire screen. time, <laughs> swinging a hammer, going woo, freedom, <laughs> like. Uh, and then, so we went to Brian Cherry's residence, and there, you guessed it, he brutally killed him with yeah, a like hammer, the, <laughs> like, like brutally, brutally. <laughs> just decided to let it go out of town on his brain. And then there were screams, and the police were obviously called to the house. And when the police arrived. They found Brian stood there, I think he was shirtless, covered in blood. The hammer was thrown out, there was other weapons and stuff. There was just blood all over the scene. And he was frying Cherry's brain with butter. And there was a plate next to the sink where he'd already, with some like a scalp on it oh. and other brain he'd already eaten. So, they're like, the judge was like, wow, <laughs> this is insane. You're going to prison. Yeah. And he was like, I didn't do nothing wrong, Johnny. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. That's insensitive. He somehow then convinced on diminished responsibility because, again, he's severely mentally. Yeah, well, that is severely. diminished responsibility. It is diminished he, he responsibility. He gets two out. counts of manslaughter. I don't know. They said in the article gets two counts of manslaughter like they retried him for the, the other one what? I don't it doesn't make sense or it might have been like you already had that one so this is his second, second count, count and they just didn't write this MD on it and just says yeah. this is your two counts of manslaughter I'm like what <laughs> so he gets sent to Broadmoor he's in the big leagues he's in Broadmoor <laughs> so ten days after being there he brutally murders another <laughs> <laughs> he, we, he ties it and he uh, uh, makes a Got rocked. Um, yeah, got it. from got a, a what's it? A bind? Not a binding. Uh, it begins with an L. A ligatures. Ligature. Yeah. All right. Is that what it's ligature marks? Yeah, when you strike. Yeah. So basically, 
he smashes his head into the wall and chokes him to death with the thing. And then, when they were obviously separate away, he's then told the staff he would have eaten him <laughs> if he had the chance. Because he says they're self-proclaimed cannibal and he says he gets the power from the people from eating their brains. He's just gone past the point of no Well, he's the saddest it. cannibal. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's another guy that we're going to talk about later on who says a similar thing. He was like, I want them to be close with me forever, so that's why I consumed them. Is that me? Yeah. Yeah. The umlaut? Which I don't quite see that logic, but... <laughs> right. Why don't we... No, no, by no means do I want to say we're adding any levity, lightness yeah. about the situation. It's a horribly dark topic. But... Some in reading something that's in this next one, and it's the most nineties approach to the thing. And sure, I'm sure people still want it, but as a straight white male, <laughs> the fact that there was a thing called Mister Gay UK, there might still be. Yeah, they probably. Do. I feel so somehow I feel like, like that's still there. Mister Gay UK. I'm really hoping it is. But there's. There's something about it, by laughing at it, I'm like, oh. Because oh. I'm not in any way a homophobic, but the, just the term, the ring of Mr. Gay UK, the way it flows, the cadence of it is perfect. <laughs> it's the best thing. And the fact that this put the Anthony Murray, who would, who, Anthony Murray, Mr. Gay UK, yeah, it's just... come the fuck on. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's like nominative determinism, which is not, but it's it's rhythmically done. Yeah. It's a rhyming based nominative determinism. Um, but again, this is not, not, not the funniest story, but Anthony Murray was a uh, model and uh, I think it was just a... He was, and he was also uh, a convicted murderer and cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> and he won... You know what? He won the first ever. Oh, first ever, Mr. He was the first ever Mr. Gay. So he is, he, Anthony Murray is Mr. Mr. Gay Gay UK. UK. (laughs) There is no other ones in my mind. Because he was the first. I'm sorry, and um, that's 1993. So if in 2018-19, if there's a Mr. Gay UK... I'm Congratulations congratulations, winning But you're not the the first (laughs) Mr. Gay UK. And then he also... He was a contestant, because I haven't seen photos from him then. But I've seen photos of him now. And the fact that he was on a contestant of a show called God's Gift. That, that's why I don't understand. God's Gift and the winner of Mr. Gear You Care. No one the church's stance on that sort of thing. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, could, couldn't... Like, I don't know. I'm not. Like, I'm not a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I cannot answer for Christians here. Uh, but um, there's nothing to say that he that God's gift. But is that more like a God in a less monotheistic stance as something that yeah, creates a... energy that creates all life? Who knows? But uh, <laughs> so he was on two versions of the show, which apparently in the same year. Oh no, sorry, it was that I've misread this entirely. Uh, the man that he killed was a uh, um, also on the show. Ah, uh, God's gift. 
and uh, it was announced on in 2000. Again, there's not that much known about his personal life because again, this was just, I found this last minute, and again, it was Anthony Murray, Mr. Gay UK, and that was all. I saw <laughs> that was else. all you needed. That was all I needed in life anymore, and I didn't know think about any of the rest of this article. But uh, so he killed. So Murray was been uh, arrested for murder of Damien Oldfield, and uh, Oldfield was uh, he worked for uh, the gay lifestyle magazine. Bent. After inviting um, Oldfield to his flat in, in Leeds, police believe that Murray killed him. Then he removed selections of his leg and began cooking it. Before he stumbled into a nearby kebab house. Which now, I'm, yeah, I'm going to pick on the term kebab house. <laughs> like, what the fuck is a kebab house? Like a kebab takeaway shop. Yeah, no, but you don't say a kebab house. When have you gone and like, I'm just popping to the chicken house? That's not a thing. But no, because there's a, a brand that I'd go to. A brand? Well, yeah. Well, well, I've got, I've got KFC. Yeah. <laughs> just popping out of KFC. Just, sorry, I'm just going to the chicken house. A kebab, but as soon as I saw it, like, what? The kebab house. I'm going to the thing house. Which, Do you for use me, house for anything else? Like, uh, I'm just popping to the... Apart from outhouse... <laughs> That's the only one I know of. No. Chip house? No. It's none Chip of these house. places. Indian house? No. No, but the Chinese kebab house. house. No. Kind of the kebab house. You know what, though? It is a term. I've heard it before. I need to, I've just said it so many times in my face. In my face? Oh, my God. It's happening. It's stroking out. Um, so, anyway. So, we entered the kebab shop. This, this tells you more about how human meat tastes. You've gone, you've eaten, and you've gone, nah. What? I, need, <laughs> I need a kebab to wash that down with. But he didn't go into the kebabs when I'll have a half and half. Half and half garlic sauce, chick, chip, extra cheesy hot chips. Sauce. Extra hot sauce. Oh, by the way. And I a Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, can I get the Fanta? I've got sugar three. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was uh, sentenced to life in prison on uh, the 17th of October. So they literally, no time at all. They, they, it was done and done. Like they well, arrested him on the May the twenty and the May the second. By October seventeenth, he was sentenced to life in prison. I think there's a very few cases on with this that aren't just done and done. Done and done. You ate a person. Go away. Well, <laughs> well no, because like I said, it's not actually illegal. Cannibalism isn't actually illegal. You get done for the a- act of murder. getting the meat, like, of mm. how you do that, which is normally obviously murder in ninety percent of these cases. Um, yeah, obviously, but unless but you can't rob a grave, you can't yeah, you, you can't desecrate a corpse. Yeah, so, so, so that's how they get you. The, yeah, they, there's lots of ways. But if I say to you, when I die, this bit here, <laughs> that's my so <laughs> that right bicep, yeah, that's right all bicep. mine. Actually, do you know what it'd be like a you don't like the, what part of me is less work muscle? Like I bet my ribs slowed up. Well. <laughs> what slow cooked in a barbecue sauce? Yeah, so it's sort of properly slow cooked. My ribs, nice, nice and clean. There's no milk in me. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm already pre-smoked from the inside out. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> it's a zingy taste. Honey from eating my meat is great for oh. everyone's having a... Because it stores all the fat set. So yeah. That's where it stores all the THC. So like, <laughs> here, you could literally use that like can of butter. Like if you were just, <laughs> just melt that. 
I was listening to things about um, when spontaneous human combustion, and basically when that happens, again, they don't know exactly how it happens, yeah. but they think there's the wick effect is one of the things they have, which basically you, you get a fire on you, you're somehow incapacitated, so then when the fire heats just this select section, it breaks the skin, All right. and then your fat starts pouring out onto you, and then mm-hmm. that starts the thing that catches, but because it's like slowly pouring out and they're catching on fire, so you literally drain yourself out all through there, and then you, you, you burn as the wick, and then it keeps the primal yeah. wax, and then... Your fat just spreads out and like soot oh. with all your clothes and stuff. It makes like a toxic smoke. Yeah. And it combines with the fat and then just covers everything in it. Yeah. That's probably what happens. Kind of makes you boiling fat. I can imagine yeah, there must be so much to clean oh. human fat. It is gonna stink your flat out. Like. Oh massive. well, if you've ever slow cooked pork, like I've used, to, we used to do that all the time, and like especially when working in the kitchen, then you'd get like whole sides of pork slow cooking. I can imagine exactly what human would smell like. Oh. <laughs> the skin's the skin's similar. Uh, do you want to go for some survival? Yeah, I think we should like look at some survival things because it's not all. Yeah, it's not. Not all doom and gloom. No, well, not, it is all doom. It's and all gloom. doom and gloom. <laughs> but it's people not all. People don't just eat people because they want to eat people. No, they. Sometimes people eat people. Because they're forced to eat people. Yeah, like we said at the beginning, you know, we we would do it we if we had to. We would do it, had to, but again, we seemed a bit eager. <laughs> we, we did jump on, on it. The, ju- the gun was jumped. What are you going to do? No, we Wait hadn't for... even checked phone reception yet. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, call yeah, we, we, we were saw like, go. That island, we were like, holy shit, I can't believe we managed it. The boat's still fine, though, that's the thing. <laughs> we, we jumped off the raft with Matt, and we just like, brought him to this island. He's like, why is this happening? Like, the boat's about to sink. And then you just watch the boat sail off. <laughs> But then also it comes back because we know it comes back in two days. And then yeah. we've killed him and eaten him. And like, we never knew. We're we practically on a very populated Caribbean island. Yeah, <laughs> we're just, just round the corner. Yeah, it's just like we're in Haiti. <laughs> There's a spa where we're going to get the, whole, yeah. the seasoning from. Yeah, we're going to go. Yeah, uh, have you got any eucalyptus? <laughs> like, we really need to wrap it in to keep the moisture. Um, so let's talk about the Uruguayan air floor. Air Force, Force. Air Force, Air Force Five. Fight Five Seven One. There's quite a few like documentaries and books on this. It's quite. Well, there's, it's there's quite also a major, story. There's also a major motion picture, and then up until what literally yesterday, we kind of half knew the story and were just absolutely ripping on them. Like they were there for ten days and they <laughs> ate all these people. Like it was the te- it took them ten, <laughs> ten days, days to ten. leave the fuselage to get to the, the where they were saved. They were there for a lot longer. Yeah. Obviously going Hell of a lot longer. It was ten days to the point where they went, yeah, we're going to have to do this. But also, wouldn't that make you feel ridiculous? If after 60 days, you were so tired and then it still took you ten days. It only took you ten days when you were that exhausted that time. Yeah. Imagine if they just left. Imagine the if they went... Day. Like the cop, the we'll, we'll get into it, but the co-pilot's dead and the yeah. pilot's dead. You eat them on day two and you're free on day 12 because you've got the energy I, I feel and like, you've done it. I feel like it would have been less than 10 days. I feel like you eat them day two, you're out of there day eight. Just think about it. The, it was all the so long time which took them so much longer because people were starving and they were... Yeah. So, they'd waited. They'd almost waited two... Because the problem is... What you'll find is a lot of times when people start eating people, you've waited too long to start eating people because your body's now already eating itself yeah, you... and you're continuously in that cycle of starvation. Yeah. 
So what I'm saying is you've got to eat the flesh early. That's yeah. right. It's the day one. Bang. You, Dead person, you eat them. Yeah, you look at the food supplies you've got and you go, You realise right, we're a lot of people. This we're isn't going to last long. We're going to die here. Like, you know what? I'll give them the two days for eating people because you don't want to be the people who ate the people after two days. <laughs> and they get saved on day, day, day three. Day three. Day three and you've... Because again... <laughs> you're sat there. Whether you're just eating... Because that's what they found. They half eating legs and stuff. Yeah. They didn't talk... Again, I'm getting I'm getting yeah, well, myself. Uh, we'll break it. We'll go we'll down. Go so yeah, this, is, this was a twin-engine plane that carrying the Uruguayan rugby team and along with supporters and family members. Oh, I'd forgotten about that fact. Like, that is a <laughs> key so thing here. Family members were on this flight. A total of 45 people, five crew, 40 passengers, obviously the team, supporters, family. It crashed into a remote part of the Andes while en route to Santiago in Chile from Montevideo in Uruguay. Probably saying that wrong, but hey. Montevideo. It departed on the 12th, but they had to land in Mendoza in Argentina due to poor weather conditions over the mountains, which meant they couldn't <coughs> couldn't fly pro- properly. And with the plane they were in, they were actually restricted to how high the plane was capable of flying. It wasn't like a 747 that you know, you've got. But that's what I don't understand. It was a military plane, though. So surely the military planes should be up, be able to go up pretty high. Yeah, but it's just it's but it's, it's one of those twin it's, engines. Yeah, sure, it's probably Again, I guess like it's a nineteen thirties plane in my mind. I don't know if we've got. Yeah, it was seventy two, so it's, it's probably. I mean, I don't know how big those planes are. But it can't have been massive. So they set off the following day. Whether it was they were given clearance to fly over, they had to fly south of the pass of Planchon. Uh, due to the height restrictions of the plane, and but the weather wasn't perfect. It wasn't apparently you know you can you couldn't really see out the window sort of thing. They were they were relying on the instruments of the plane to get them to where they were going. I've just read also a, word. a point. I've just read a word and it's trainee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am literally about to mention this. <laughs> the pilot was training the co-pilot. He was a very inexperienced co-pilot, from what I've read. The co-pilot was in command at this point. The co-pilot mistakenly believed that they'd reached Curico in Chile and spoke to air traffic control, told him where they were, or where he thought they were, and they went, yep, got clearance to start coming into land, Um, you know, make your turn, whatever. So he... Turned the plane. This is ignoring all the instrument data on the plane. The instrument data on the plane was apparently giving the correct information that they were not where he said he was. But we're here. No. No, 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 no you're the, not the plane's it. telling you you're not there. <laughs> no, 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 we're here. He then turned to make the turn into come, like, to point in the right direction. Not only did he, was he obviously turning in the wrong point, but he turned not sharp enough. Like, he, he basically fucked it. And then the aircraft struck the mountainous range multiple times. The first time... That's the thing I don't understand. How? How did it not just hit it and be like, we're done here? Well, I think it's, it's a fucking they, plane. I think they realised and were like, oh shit, I fucked up. And we're like, right. Let, so they, I think they did try to save it from what... I've read and like you know try to yeah. pull back up. Obviously, the plane's not a powerful enough plane to get up in time. The 
the rear portion so, of the plane was sorry, taken. Did, did you say how quickly they, how hard, that what speed they hit the mountain? Because they hit the mountain at no, 200... Well, no, that, they slid down the mountain. Oh, shit, is that what that... Yeah, no, they, they, like, they hit the mountain. Holy fuck! Lost the back end of the plane, which took a few rows of seats with it, uh, took three passengers and two crew members with it as well. Um, so at this point, you like the panic in that plane right there, it must be insane. Like, horrifying. But I don't know if you can even Beyond react. Boot, at 220 like, no. miles an hour, strapped to a plane, you can't it even get out of your seat, surely. You're it hit surely the, pla- just... the plane hit the mountain another two times, taking off both wings, and at that point, hit it hit the mountain and slid down at approximately 220 miles per hour until it hit a snowbank, at which point it crushed the cockpit, killing the pilot, I think, instantly and critically injuring the co-pilot. And at least three others were killed from the impact yeah. of the seats. I'm amazed how few people died, actually, from that impact. Yeah. I mean, when I read 220 miles an hour, like, that's well, there, it's just turning to dust. fast. Uh, yeah. The, the, the co-pilot then asked one of the passengers to grab his pistol and shoot him. Passenger declined. Like, I, I don't know. Because they're they're also very all. They're all in shock. And they're all right in shock. And they're all deeply Catholic people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well. Like we, that's so, very very Catholic people. And it's obviously a sin. You can't. I'm guessing he didn't kill himself because it's a sin to kill yourself. Yeah. Or maybe he couldn't reach his gun. I probably couldn't reach his gun. I think it was like. But how could the other person reach his gun though? By getting him. I think the guy was impaled. Oh. Nice. Like a kebab house. Yeah. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> the image in my head. <laughs> like, 33 people survived that initial, like, trauma. And the, thankfully, I mean, not, not thankfully, they had two second-year medical students on board. Well, they would have been the medics for the rugby game. That's the thing, because this whole thing is... They were going to play... They'd come... No, they'd left Uruguay to go to Chile to play a game. Yeah. So they were literally going to play a rugby game. So that's how it all started. Yeah, just an innocent rugby game. And those medical students apparently did a great job of assessing people's wounds, treating them, and doing what they could on like in that situation, which isn't great. The food left on that flight was apparently eight chocolate bars, a tin of mussels, Three small jars of jam, and I'm imagine an airport sized jam. You know, you get on a the beer flight, and you get the the tiny one that does the you can't one. Can't get the spoon in it. Yeah, you like, can't get the spoon in it, and it does that one little bit of bread you get. That one slice. Slice of Melbourne toast. <laughs> yeah. A tin of almonds, a few dates, candies, and dried plum. Just one dried plum. Dried plums. Oh, my <laughs> mind, there was one sing- what, what is a dried plum? Is that a prune? Yeah, I think so. Anyway. This I, I don't know how they did this, but that lasted them a week. They they lived off that for seven days. Thirty three people lived seven days off that little amount of food in the Andes in freezing cold yeah, temperatures. Because that's, that's what you need when you've all got that really high elevation, just some real low calorie diet. <laughs> yeah, low calorie diet. Little fair bit of sugar though, and the chocolate bars, yeah, and but the it's, fruit. It's not enough sugar jam. for thirty-three people. <laughs> no, it's not. But luckily, but... this was obviously in the seventies. This was the seventies, right? Yeah, seventy-two. Yeah, um, where rugby players were not the pristine, built-up 
muscle-toned men yeah, they are. They're bigger men. They've got a more bit of fat on them. So obviously that, I think, definitely would have helped them maintain. But then the problem, obviously, the bigger they are, the more calories they're burning to just stay, to be there. But yeah, I think it was it's fucked. And, yeah. and I doubt they were planning to crash in the Andes, but still. Yeah. Let's have a bit more preparation on your planes. <laughs> yeah. Bit more food. Bit more food for just for, for that that much food for a flight. I don't know how long the, flight the flight's from probably Uruguay to Chile is. Uruguay to Chile is about two and a half hours, probably three hours in the yeah. type four, maybe four in the type of plane they're in. But they have to stop at the midway point, so they probably. I think they were about an hour into the flight. Probably didn't have that much longer to go. Yeah. If they'd have actually got there, I think it was probably about half an hour, forty minutes left on their flight. Oh shit. Yeah. So they probably didn't need that much food. They'd have got up that morning, had breakfast, got on the plane, thinking they're only they're going to be there in an hour and forty, two oh, hours. I see, look, I'm always planning. But I go, <laughs> go on a plane and I've got packs of biscuits in my bag. I've got three packs of biscuits on me at all times on the plane. <laughs> I need at least fourteen bourbons for a flight per. T- it's fourteen bourbons per hour on a flight. That's why <laughs> it's a simple equation. You've got to like, kind of break down. Yeah, so they only had. So they would have had. They would have had twenty-eight no bourbons each. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel like for if it was a four-hour flight. No, but they stopped the midway yeah, point. Doesn't matter. You're not you're not getting you're not getting off the plane to go find bourbons in in the middle of Argentina. You've got to have come prepared from Uruguay. Do they sell bourbons in Uruguay? Well, maybe. I'm, well, the Argentinians might have. They've got a lot of German stuff in Argentina for uh, obvious reasons. But uh, <laughs> I don't know whether bourbons travelled. With uh, people running from Nazi hunters. <laughs> not 100% true on that either. So I'm not sure if Uruguay would have had the bourbon supply anyway. <laughs> but they would have had something equivalent. <laughs> and I'm saying, had they all brought... Imagine Biscuits. if every person on that plane had brought 14 bourbons for the four hours. So what's that? I can't even do the maths. It's four, uh, six, 56 bourbons each? Yeah. No. 66 bourbons each. Four hours, 40 people. Because you, you assume... Why can't it. I do this math? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what a shameful thing to, to now search. 56, yeah, that was right. Times, how many people on the plate? 45? 45. It's 2,200, <laughs> 2,520 bourbons. So you're telling me that when I've seen you through? But for the, the amount of deers that they were... Well, there was fucking less of them, but I tell you what, it would have been a lot easier if they had that many bourbons. It would have been. A little bit easier. Saying that final push, those last ten days, imagine if they'd saved those bourbons. You're not going to save the bourbons, or you're not going to go... Yeah, you don't want to just eat bourbons, though. That's the problem Should with bourbons. Should we start eating people? Well, we've still got bourbons left. Yeah, but I'm saving those. I'm saving those bourbons. Well, if there's a treat day. <laughs> yeah. So they ate all the food. <laughs> yeah, they 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 ended up last a week, which I think is like outstanding work. Yeah. But also, then there's the point where I'm so angry at this part when they talk about it. When the ten survivors, am I right? I'm wrong. No, on day ten. Hang on. on. Day ten, they the survivors agreed that if they died, the others could use the body for sustenance. Which is... But there's already a load of dead people. Yeah, but they did eat the pilot and co-pilot first. Oh, okay. Because they obviously had no... They they weren't family. 
mm-hmm. or friends, yeah, or classmates, yeah, or team players, yeah. So they didn't. Let's not say they, they were didn't... nothing. They were nothing to. The... You know what? The co-pilot was the reason it happened. Yeah, exactly. So you eat him first. He definitely. Eat the co-pilot and then you first. eat the pilot because he's responsible for yeah. the co-pilot. Yeah, you eat. You eat the people that are. You eat fault. the people that. Oh, but again, there's all those dead people. You got to eat the dead people first. Yep, but they tried to eat the cotton inside the seats and the before leather they tried first to eat... before people, and that just leather. made them iller. Yeah, of course, because they're eating cotton and leather. Yeah, what I don't you know. Think? I. I... Because I, mean, I think it's obviously a really bad situation. I don't, but I think, don't think my I, head would ever go to eat. Let's eat cotton. No, I would definitely eat the people before I'd eat the cotton. Yeah, in leather, I just wouldn't even try. No. Leather's a tough material. I don't want to chew yeah, on that. I've also heard so many stories of people eating shoes in leather and like that's what they did in the Alpha Packer case. They all ate their shoes. Yeah. And then, then what happens? You get frostbite because you got no shoes on. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Like, why would you eat your shoes? There's like four dead people everywhere. Just eat the dead people. Yeah. So day ten, they went. Yeah, wait. We're gonna. We've agreed on cannibalism <laughs> as a need, <laughs> as a as a way of survival. And then, probably the worst bit of news is on the eleventh day they heard over the radio that they'd found wedged between seats that their search had been called off, and they'd seen planes flying overhead. They were people were searching in the area, but because of the snow and the plane, you so can't you couldn't see yeah. it. Because of the uh, obviously the white plane and in the snow, in snow you can't see it, like, and that must be demoralising because they're looking up, going, "Fuck!" But was that white Better. plane? Wasn't it a military plane? Yeah, apparently it was a white plane. Ah, uh, what are you gonna do with it? Yeah, if you're doing that, if you're flying over mountainous areas, you want to There was a pink planes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I read they um they had a plan with to try and write SOS on the top of the plane with lipstick, but they didn't have enough. They realised they didn't have enough to make the letters thick enough to be able to see. would have had, though. Cut off that human leg and just... Just... Yo, why didn't they do that? Well, no, because this was the... Yeah, yeah, they they hadn't got to that point. Yeah, but you got hadn't got to cannibalism. I would definitely chop straight away. If someone's like, chop off that guy's hand, write big SOS in the blood. Yeah. But then the blood congeals. It's cold. Yeah, so it might not have worked. But you could have done what you could have done. Body parts. Blow it out. SOS. (laughs) Oh, my God, that one so (laughs) fucked up. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting out there. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about my morals at a later time. <laughs> this happens, I'm taking charge of the cannibalistic, let's, let's use these bodies yeah. for what they are. <coughs> well, they, they were all... They're meat and bones. We yeah. need to spell out SOS in the bones after we've eaten them. Everyone on this flight was strong Roman Catholic. Yeah, true. So this decision to like eat people wasn't sitting well with a lot of people. And they were... And also, obviously, it's their family. They they don't really want to... Don't want to eat our families. Yeah. A, a one guy, I don't think I saved his name, but he kept his... I think it was his mother and his sister aside and, like, said, we're not... You're not eating, like, my mother and sister. But they were dead. They were dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, they were alive. I'm like, it's just open <laughs> Yeah, well, they didn't resort to killing anyone. They, they just did, they did eat people that yeah. just died. Which is the best way. It's a noble way to do it. I'm not saying I'd do it, but it's the noble way. The noble way of <laughs> they, they used um, Bible verses. I've got John fifteen thirteen quoted. No man hath greater love than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. He didn't really lay down his life. He was already dead. But, I mean... Whatever, whatever it gets to get you to that mental state. To, that to is, eat people, yeah. To eat people to survive. If that's you, if you've got to think of that and twist it a little bit to make it work, you you go for it. You, yeah. You, again, they were, there was no other choice they had to do, and 
they had to eat the people, they would have all died if they didn't eat yeah, the Yeah, they, they would have definitely all died. They, um, they started out just eating the skin and muscle and fat, but eventually did turn to hearts, lungs and brains and everything else. Brains, though, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine that tasting. tasting. I've had well, lamb's I've had, brain. I've had pig's brain. And, and it wasn't great. It was all right, pig's brain. I had a pig's brain croquette. Oh, and it was uh, it was okay. It was nothing. It was it tasted weird, like it tasted like something you shouldn't eat. Yeah, lamb's. I had a lamb brain curry. I knew you. I was like, oh, and it it's like, it's like really badly done tofu, is the best way I can describe it. Yeah, it doesn't seem it's, quite real. Yeah, it's very wet and watery, and it's a bit like <laughs> there's nothing there. I don't there's know no... whether a human brain would be more have more substance to it because we saw that picture of, of Kennedy's brain yeah and what was left of it and that looked pretty meaty yeah it did there was but, a lot more mass to our brains but then maybe you, when you cook it down oh I don't know was it, it dense it, no it wasn't very dense it was very viscous and spongy yeah spongy it's very spongy, spongy. Yeah. Um, one person held out on eating cannibal on turning cannibal. <laughs> on eating human flesh. <laughs> on eating. Yeah, he's held out on eating. <laughs> yeah, he's held out on eating. Um, lasted 60 days, which That's is so insane. impressive. That's like, fucking insane. So I'm guessing they're drinking me. the snow. They've got to be drinking yeah, the snow. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's your source yeah. of water. It's, it's a but solid source. 60 days no food. Yeah, and I used to do the fast days when I used to be bigger and used to do the 5-2 things where you... Essentially, you have you have to have less than five hundred calories. But if you can get less than, because they say you have to, because that's the safe. What they tell you to do is like if you can do less than two hundred calories <laughs> for two days, and then it's like you're like to the point of like. And again, especially when working, I've done like three, four days not eating actual food and stuff like that. And, you know, in just that poor. Yeah. Just... Oh, oh, water! Looks like we're having water again. <laughs> But 60 days. Yeah. We're 25 kilograms in the end. That's like... What's that? That's your bones. That's the weight of your bones. Yeah. Like, that's a quarter that's of what I'd say an average human weight. All of your fat's been taken out of you. All of your muscles are now surely decayed. Yeah. For uh, 25 kilos. That's like a... What? A two-year-old? Yeah. I don't know what things like. I don't know. I don't know, but like an average, average. It's a sack of potatoes. That's what it is. It's a sack of potatoes. (laughs) That's insanity. Yeah. Did it say how tall he was? No, it didn't. Oh my god, I would love that statistic. Yeah. So then, because what? How do they know that? Do they have him? I think I should assume they must, because it probably just fell down and froze. Well, I think one of the biggest issues in the end was that um, with the dead bodies, obviously it wasn't. It was on a borderline so no one really knew whose, whose responsibility it was, was to get rid of the dead or to deal with yeah. the dead so I think they were they were eventually buried on the crash site oh yeah and then that guy because the guy came and, and had his, took his son, son and they got done for his, then Argentina were like yeah, we're going to get you done for grave robbing yeah I think he was um, cleared of it though yeah and he they, was cleared they, afterwards and but still got to bury his son properly and it wasn't until day 60 that they started their we've got to get out of here sort of thing well yeah because but, but the search has been called off on day 11. They've waited. They have waited fucking way ages. too long. They've waited way too long. For what time of the year was it? Did they try and wait for the summer? October. You aren't waiting to the You aren't waiting No, no, the but summer. that's what they did. They waited out. 
No ropes. They left in January. No, December. They left in December. Oh, that's, yeah. So it was called off in October. You should have. They should have left straight away. Like they as should've... soon as you hear it's called off, that's when you yeah. go right. Because they did that the thing. Pilot. He did that. He came in. He was like, right, boys. The search has been called. We got good news and yeah. bad news, didn't they? Like the bad, good, bad news search has been called off. Good news. We're getting ourselves out of here. Yeah. We didn't wait fifty days. <laughs> we like get ourselves. We're all pumped. Yeah. Yeah, but right, how about we wait fifty days? They had to, they had to come up with a way of mostly getting, because they were they'd made a shelter for themselves and then to get out they would have had to sleep outside in the open. So you've got to come up with a way to survive this freezing cold nights because it was already freezing in, yeah. during the day. So they made a sleeping bag using insulation from the plane, copper wire, waterproof fabric that covered the aircon parts of the plane. And on December the 12th, they set off to climb over the mountains to the west of them. And after 10 Did days... they all sleep in the bag together? Yeah, um, it started off as two of them, uh, three of them, sorry. And they got to the top of a ridge and one went, I can't go on and had to go back down. Because the food supplies were running low. They were only thinking it was going to take them, I think, five days to get out. Yeah. So they'd only brought like... A few selections of meat, a few cuts, a few cold cuts. And... Imagine fucking opening that bag. They oh. brought too much. Because the thing is, they can't. They could not bring too much meat. <laughs> no, you could not go back into civilization with, with human meat in their bag. People would, because I'm guessing they went and sent, got people and got them to come rescue them. Yeah. Um, so it, it took them ten days to finally find signs of human life. Have they got a compass? Have they got anything? Or they got? They just go into the top of the mountain and go and look. Let's look at yeah. where stuff is. There was a. They had an argument on, I think, like, day three or four about someone had seen a path. I think it was day three. Someone had seen a path to, or what they thought was a trail to the west of them, or to the east. And they uh, were like, no, no, we'll keep them going straight. And I think, from what I read, that path would have got them to civilization earlier. Oh, it's always... Every every single story has one of those. Like, yeah, it's the it's same with the... Just, that when the the, the the dawn of the Donner Party thing, they again they would have they would just one turn away and they would have followed the route and they would have gone back back round and straight straight into it. Yeah. Now. And they decided not it looked harder to go up that one climb, so they went down and then they just led them into the canyons and they like fucked. Yeah, well they, these guys were climbing like faces of mountains. They were climbing they mountains. They were like going for it. Insanity. The fact that they could get out after fifty days, sixty days, sixty days of no vitamins, like just, just human, human meat. meat. You're eating your chocolate and your almonds. Yeah, which has no real vitamins in anyway. No, well, almonds. <laughs> almonds uh, probably they do. They got the d- fat d- and some which are d- good, but again, there's not enough to fucking sustain you. You've got no. the vitamin C from. You've, they've got scurvy. They've all got scurvy as well. They're all severely dehydrated. Yeah, they've got no one. We've got again. There's all the snow. I don't know. There's the snow. Yeah, but I think the snow. Not... I think there's something about snow which I could be entirely wrong. But it's basically, it has all the toxins and shit stores in the snow. Oh, so it's yeah. actually really bad for you to eat this, to melt snow and drink it. Oh. But I mean, you're still going to do it in that situation. Oh, fuck, of course. Well, you're eating it's, humans. It's, <laughs> humans. it's possible uh, you think the snow might be toxic. drink the toxic snow, but I am going to eat the, the quite toxic Again, human meat. I could be chatting utter shit and this could be not true, <laughs> but I have a, a memory that I have possibly of maybe hearing something once. <laughs> Yeah, and they, they came across a Chilean muleteer named Sergio Catalan, who they managed to communicate with, because he was over another side of the river, and he just spotted them. And they, they like... Imagine what... Cause he's but got, the river's, like, quite loud, so yeah. you can't... They couldn't so, really he's, talk he's properly. He's got uh, donkeys. Donkeys, yeah. Yeah, or mules. And... 
so he's so he throws them some bread over and goes to get help and rescues them the next day. Those two guys that were left the next day, at which point they go into town. Go, you know, this is what's happened. We're on this flight. Um, I think that said we came from the plane that crashed in the Andes or something, and everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Uh, helicopter rescue. They rescued half of the survivors one day because they could only send two. I think they sent two helicopters over, but couldn't land them properly because of where they were. So people they rescued half. Some people, some of the rescue efforts stayed overnight. You would fucking hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus! There's nothing more. Then we like, we'll be back <laughs> tomorrow! Hasta mañana! Hasta mañana! So, <laughs> so the next day, they, they came back. Rescue mission complete. Everyone's back. They do not talk about the cannibalism at first. They, I think they say they, they lived off cheese. Oh yeah, they were like, we found some cheese. And, <laughs> you, you and lived stuff. off cheese for five. <laughs> so other, other bits of food that people had brought. And I think they tried to like, brush them? it over. Told them, they told them 2,500 bourbons. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all came prepared. We all came with 56 bourbons. How do you think we were going to survive? <laughs> oh my God, but then, imagine you'd have to ration it a bourbon a day. Oh God. And that still wouldn't be enough. No. It would be because other people would be dead. I know, but I'd still get. I get like I have one bob. Like, like, I can't you stop. You want to have four bourbons? That's like, the thing with I'll bourbons, go through right? a packet of custard creams in like ten minutes. Like that first day is gonna be me going, ah, oh, shoveling them in, and then I'll be like, bollocks. But the problem is when you've got so many bourbons, you've got two thousand bourbons, which is actually a lot of bourbons when you're only thirty-three people. You're gonna eat. Don't get me wrong. The first day, comfortably thirty-five bourbons, but. After that, you know, we're not going to want bourbons for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't be like, that's what happens with bourbons. <laughs> you're like, you eat so many bourbons, and you're like, I don't want any bourbons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. That's why you wait for the, and you're like, I oh, will save those, we'll eat the people. Then you eat the bourbons on your way into society. And like, how did you survive? Bourbons. Bourbons. <laughs> just pour one out your back pocket. Like, like, I'm just <laughs> sucking on our leg bone. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they brushed over the cannibalism at first, and... Yeah, cheese. <laughs> Don't worry. Got two, nice Chilean, two Chilean newspapers oh, then printed yeah. photos of body parts half eaten. And South America, like, again, we need to touch on this. South American journalism is so crime centric, and it's like literally they they just they crave it. Like there was a time in it was in Brazil and stuff. Like this guy called like Wayase, um, oh, I, can't, I can't remember his surname, but basically he was a politician. And he had a crime program that was called Canal Libre. And they basically, and then he started like, and he was also a drug smuggler. And he was, a, yeah, he was used as, ta- he would like basically, and he was a former police, corrupt policeman. So he was, <laughs> he was the most Brazilian person. Yeah. <laughs> he was, basically, he would run the part of the Amazons. And then he uh, would do, it was fucking so insane because he would, he would end up reporting on all the crimes with police, you know, like a nightcrawler. Yeah, and they would go and change. They would go and film in. Then he started basically having his competitors, his drug smugglers, killed. And then the, the new oh, people would go and film just... it before the police got there, and then they'll see arrested him. <laughs> that's what's happening in South America. South America are thirsty for uh, like true crime stuff. Yeah, and so I can imagine that how, how excited they were when they could take that photo of that foot, which I have looked for and cannot find. Oh. I mean, again, not looking for crime photos for a while. Oh <laughs> after God. I... So. I'm I'm fine with not seeing it. 
for now. So then they called a press conference and spoke about the whole ordeal in full and admitted the cannibalism. It was reported that 13 bodies were untouched. 15 were mostly born. Yeah, you which got, you've you, got to, you do have to just eat as much as they you make, can. Are they making fires? They must be. Can't be eating uh, raw. I think flesh. it was the reason the sun and the stuff to dry it like jerky. Yeah, Ugh, dried human meat. Oh, I mean, I can't stand jerky, so it's not gonna. <laughs> changing the type of meat isn't gonna. You don't, what's so you saying? If I jerky a bit of my leg, you're not gonna eat it. Well, I probably would, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> would you do on a quick side note of uh, this thing? You know the sour toe cocktail in Canada? Uh, oh, in shit, Canada. yeah. Yeah, like, I would definitely want to do it. And Clarice is like, why would you want to do it? Because you would. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to do it? I know, it's crazy. We're, we're some part of yeah, it, like, you just got to not swallow the talk. You've got to pay, like, fine, it's, like, so. it's like five grand or something. Yeah. Because there was that guy who went in there, slammed the money down, and then just shot at it. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> Quite <laughs> really frankly. Weird. That's I like, mean, he is, we are probably going to do a podcast on him yeah, at some yeah, point love, yeah, when, when he, he fully develops just yeah but he just cuts off and cut and toes like I, I imagine if that was the killer that was it that's all we did <laughs> just broke in your house whipped off one of your toes <laughs> you made you bleed out it. from it he didn't know it honey. it doesn't kill you what he does is because it's fucking horrendous like okay this is this is his like criminal intent thing he breaks into the house kind of like um, Golden State Killer style where he like sneaks in hides in the closets and shit like that and waits for you and stuff like that then he puts a local anaesthetic in your foot <laughs> while you're sleeping. It's a spread on. <laughs> you don't wake up. He then takes a scalp, he takes like a toe, like a cigar cutter, cuts off your toe, and then perfectly cauterizes <laughs> Without you waking up? No, because you've got local anaesthetic on your foot. So then he, he, he cauterizes it, and then what he does is he takes your toe, then he closes the wound. And leaves you antibiotics next to your foot, <laughs> then goes. What, does, he, does he not leave the antibiotics, wake you up, makes you watch him do the shot? Oh, he <laughs> drinks the toe in front of you! Holy shit, yes! And then you, walks off. You think it's a dream because you're so confused. You're like, what's happening? Why can't I feel my foot? <laughs> then you just weird, weird masked man. Maybe he's wearing, he's like... The th- you know the in the Spy Kids movies the thumb people <laughs> yeah. he's got like a mask like that but it's a toe mask <laughs> like a giant toe mask on his face and he does the shot lifts up his like it's Spider Man he's about to kiss Mary Jane <laughs> lifts it up shots your toe does it and then gives you the antibiotics and makes you sh- make sure you take the antibiotics then he leaves because he's a responsible <laughs> he's a responsible fucking maniac he was. <laughs> <laughs> so people eating people yeah for survival hmm oh god yeah they, I would I mean day 11 as soon as that search was, search was called off I'd eat and go I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have waited 60 days good on them for waiting but yeah nah you've got to just go and October would have been slightly warmer than December to do it. Yeah, you should have gone in October. I <laughs> doubt it's that much warmer, but there's, there's... You're talking a degree or two, but, you you know, that could be the degree or two that saves your life. Or Also, the, the, the 50 days that save your life. Should we... Do you want to stay on the topic of survival? Or... Uh, should, what, should we, are we going to discuss the Dominican yeah. immigrants? Which is a fucking tragically sad case. Yeah, it really is. I mean... Of... 
because again, this I don't know how this talks to the state of uh, the Dominican Republic because this was in two thousand eight, but they fled the Dominican Republic to go to Puerto Rico, which now Puerto Rico is obviously after the hurricane and stuff like that is fucking decimated. Yeah, I think when did it become part of the United States? Was that like the seventies or so? Sixties, fifties, thirties, fifties. Anyway, they they were trying to they were trying to get to the. Dominica, from to Puerto Rico it's, and it's 160 miles and it said there was 33 three of the these people left there and it said they paid between $1,600 and $2,000 was that for the boat or was that just I to think, get passage I think that's to get passage because it was a wooden it's a wooden fishing boat yeah, so it was like in my head, this was a ro- wooden robot. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I clocked. I was like, "Nah, you would fit thirty-three people on there." And also, they, the engines cut out. Oh. Yeah, but so it's, the engines are like a little, <laughs> and it's like, and they only it didn't cut out. It just run out of petrol because they had one little thing of jerry can, and they obviously had the weight of thirty-three <laughs> people plus the crew, which is the one guy. Well, the, the one in my mind, he's one guy, and in one half. He's wearing the, like, the him and her like, yeah. costume. One half, he's got a captain's hat on. <laughs> and the next part, he's got, like, the the, the helmsman hat on. <laughs> and he's having arguments with himself as he's doing it. Do we turn back? No, like, oh, we cannot can't turn, turn back. Because you get like, fetch the oars! And it's just him rowing one way. Because he's only got one arm to just row spin with. Just spinning in a circle. Spinning in a circle, just rowing. But, yeah, after... Because the engine's cut out after... A day and a half. Oh shit, I thought it was six days. No, it was six so I'm days. Like, how is it six days? It's only 160 miles. The engine cut out at a day and a half. How far have you gone that? That's. I reckon a kilometre off. You've gone a mile off land. They can see. They're like, if we turn the boat round, sure we'll take us in. Yeah. Like, we are so hey, yeah, close hey, to it. Cap, if we just go, if we just turn it round, the, the, we'll get pushed back in. We'll do it another day. Yeah, we'll go, you know what, we'll get the fixed. We'll go again, but you that's probably what it was. It was like, you all will have to pay me again the money. What did they but do no, but the, They were all like debating whether they should do it, and the yeah. captain was the one that was going, no, we're pushing on. Yeah, we've got this. Like, we've, got oars. we've got one set of oars. One side of oars. <laughs> we'll just keep spinning. <laughs> Rowing a drift. Like, did they have... They must have had sails, because it doesn't mention They were they. just drifting on open water for yeah. six days before the first passenger died. And then the night after, the captain went missing. They obviously speculate he was just thrown thrown off board or just abandoned ship. Yeah, I mean, he was thrown off a board. Because after six days of floating and you still haven't gotten anywhere, and you were determined to tell, you would like want to turn around, you are gonna throw that captain overboard for making you push forward. You are. But what I'm saying is they ate the other people. Why should be the captain? Well, yeah, but they. After two weeks, another only five passengers remained. And they, they li- must have just lived off whatever was on that. I couldn't find what they actually lived off. They said they ate weeks. small cuts of the last person to die. Which well, I... But that was after... That was those five people. After yeah. two weeks, then started doing that. And the day after the US Coast Guard came and picked them up. I feel like that's what they said. I feel like they said <laughs> well, you think... We were here for two weeks. We haven't eaten anything. Where the rest of those people? Because loads of them went on the ship. They went all just dead there. I'm saying... They were eating people and throwing them off board. <laughs> you saying the captain was first? <laughs> I'm saying the captain was eating first. <laughs> they killed the captain, ate him, threw him off board. 
And then they were like, the other people were dying, so we got, because they get getting rid of the bodies, so they yes. have disease and such. Disease and such, sure. They were dying of dehydration, because there's no fucking water. Yeah, you can't drink seawater. Yeah. It's too... You know what you can do? I have seen that thing where the Bear girls gives himself an enema with it. Yeah, I'm not really up, up for that. Well, give yourself a, a water enema? Yeah. Oh, I've got no problem with it. <laughs> Rather than die, I would oh, like yeah, I mean... But do you know what I'd be terrified That's... of doing? Like, I would do it, and I would scoop up my water thing to shove in my ass, and there'd be like a tiny jellyfish or something yeah. in there. <laughs> and then, oh, imagine that interiorly. <laughs> your bum's sucking off a jellyfish, like, oh! God, I've been stung by so many jellyfish, and I can't even imagine what these getting stung on the inside of your body feels like. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, the Dominican. Like, how long have we been going? Like, probably about an hour, I think. Okay, maybe. Uh, I don't know. That <laughs> wasn't thirty-six minutes. What the We've got a lot of edits though. There, there's a lot of edits. Yeah. Well, we make. We, we, should we call it a day and make this a twofer? Yeah. We, this is this is the end of part this one. This is then. the end of part one, and. Uh, Outro, yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram and I don't know. I've been considering making a MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> for the three people still left on MySpace, Look, you know including what, you, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> we're making it for Tom. So I, well, I haven't I haven't made a Facebook page yet and I don't know if I want to make a Facebook page. We've got the Instagram. We haven't got... Well, the logo is still being designed. Yeah. <laughs> this is still still very much in process. But I mean, when this is out, the logo is probably already designed. Oh, it's already designed, it's already up, and it's loaded up, and we've, we've got all these nice yeah. images synced up into the Instagram done. Like, yeah. so we're talking from the future right now. <laughs> in the past. Yeah. Like, this is science, so it's happening. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah.